really happened. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Spur of the moment shit, bro. Yeah, Spur yeah. of the moment shit. Because uh, I had another plan. I told you I had a holiday drink plan. Yeah, this didn't look like the holiday drink plan. It didn't. Because I got home and I was like, fuck, I don't have time to get the ingredients. Like, <laughs> yeah. We about that ah, see, that's what happened. Yeah, last uh, minute, baby. I'm driving trying to find some shit. And I'll let you do something. You know. I was driving through trying to find some shit and time was cutting. I was like, fuck, man. I passed the juice bar I was going to get. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come back to it anyway. And I got another plan that came out. So, yo, what's going on, everybody? Starting off, uh, you know, we have mid conversation as normal. This Whiskey Therapy podcast. I'm your Magic Man on the mic. Yo. I got uh, Red, Red, a.k.a. Outside the Paint. Yeah, on the side of me, he got the guns out, ladies. Hey, ladies ho, 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 trying to get back in the game. Warm the late ladies. He got uh, he got he got some fun. You see that? Look at that. Look at that. Everywhere, stuff. everywhere, warm today. It's, it's, it's Texas, baby. Yo, it's man. seventy degrees. That shit's been fucking with my allergies, bro. <laughs> my shit's been up and down and all around Texas. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. We got this shit that's fucking with my allergies. We got uh, Omarion out here, boy, fucking with people' holiday plans. Had to get him turn the AC on this morning. Uh, yeah, and I'm. You know, I had shit cold and shit. I mean, shit hot in the, uh because it was cold, and I got to turn the AC on, and my mm-hmm. shit's all stopped up. So anyway, y'all gonna hear all this. I shit. had to adjust my drink today because I was I was planning on drinking it hot, and then I couldn't because it was Same too hot thing. outside. I was gonna give you guys my my <laughs> apple cider, my apple cider recipe. I'm like shit. I'm be sweating like a slave in here if I drink mm-hmm. that shit in here with the no AC slave shit. <laughs> no AC in this bitch. So whiskey therapy podcast. Yo. Bane, aka Ready to Love Again. Yo, happy Last holidays! Happy holidays! It's coming to you right before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we be able to push this out so you guys can listen to this shit with your kin folk, drink a little bit, and listen to us act the ass and get you prepared for the holidays. If not, you'll still get to catch us before New Year's anyway when we release this shit. Um, I saw like this, Bane. How you doing, bro? Yo, man, I'm good, baby. I'm good. You know, back in. A- Back out here again, but it is what it is. Hey, you know, man. not always what you want it to be, but you do it what you got. Hey, man, you know? everybody take a different approach. You all end up in the same fucking place. Hey, you know, so I'm back out here looking for unicorns, you know, <laughs> searching, hunting. <laughs> you know, leave the door open. <laughs> I'm going to leave the open. You know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. You know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Ladies Happy Hanukkah. Pull, pull your horns out. All ladies. that good stuff. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'll tell you this. I am, I am season to be thankful. I am thankful that we sit behind this table again so we can hide how fat we are. Because mm. that recording last week, bro. Boy. <laughs> Look, man, you can't just throw that on somebody like that. I have to prepare <laughs> properly. Shit, I was preparing during the podcast. I was like, oh, can they see my balls, my stomach poking out? What we doing? Yeah. I feel like the old, uh, the old fat boys where they did the disorderlies. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel like the disorderlies. Like, give me some bacon, <laughs> eggs, and ham. Give me some toast with some strawberry jam. Hey, man. That's, that's old school disorderlies. Y'all, that, y'all, that's it, y'all, y'all youngsters would, out there don't know nothing about y'all that. Y'all wouldn't know that. But uh, hey, some of you uh, prescription uh, pill poppers, <laughs> you ought to go back and watch disorderlies. <laughs> y'all y'all understand. Y'all speak that Boy, language. Um, on the other side, uh, Screaming, how you doing back there, bro? You doing all right? Excellent, excellent, excellent. There you go. He got it. He got it. See, he knew to this. We threw this on him, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and everybody in between. We threw this on him because we, you know, we had a vibe with the kid. I always like to get younger people's perspective. Yeah. Because we, yeah. you know, we two, two, two forty year old cats on this side, so our perspective is different than folks that still wear, you know, jeans under the size of thirty. Um, Boy, man. So we like to get a different perspective cats of things. Twenty four, twenty fours. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't even know where to get them at. <laughs> Where <laughs> you get them happy? You go back to them jeans West days. Uh, y'all pants still come with the belt included, huh? Boy. So <laughs> always like, <laughs> always, always like weave belt. That weave belt. <laughs> yeah, weave belt. <laughs> weave belt. Did you wrap around? <laughs> shout, shout out to Weenus. <laughs> shout out to Weenus yeah. and the weave belt, man. Boy. Um, a couple things we gonna cover. I got some. I got some just standard gripes. Um, been busy as shit, so I'll talk about some of the stuff I have going on outside of the podcast too. Just to let you know, guys know everything that's going on. Uh, first gripe, 
holiday traffic. Fuck all y'all driving. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. over, you know, by the Galleria, River Oaks area. For those of you who are not from from Houston, uh River Oaks is, is a wealthy area in Houston by the Galleria Mall, which most of you guys have heard of if whether you traveled here or not. Um holiday shopping and it just seems like everybody thinks they got the right of way. Man. Everybody thinks they got the right of way. The and walkers, it's crazy the drivers. It's a holiday. And you think people should be nice, but they're not. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's a whole lot of leaning on horns. Yeah, and you know, what, you know what? My, 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 my gripe is with with this holiday shit is like I can't even go to the grocery store and get the things that I want to get. No, like you almost have to order the stuff yeah. for curbside. H E B lit because you go in there and the people trying to run you over like with carts and stuff in a hurry. It's like you know it's packed in here. Yeah, H E B lit, man. Everybody's in a rush and a hurry to do shit. Y'all need to just calm down. There's a lot of people who are. Hmm, how should I say this? Um, writing checks <laughs> that your ass can't cash Boy. because y- y'all y'all out here leaning on the horn. You cutting people off. You trying to flip people off and curse them out from outside your windows. Mm, trying to steal parking space. Uh, f- forgetting people have guns. Yeah, which to, to the HEB scenario, old girl stole the space and the lady blocked her in and pulled a pistol on her. Mm. Look, relax. Road rage is no joke. Relax. Road rage is no Re- joke. Just relax, people. Just relax. Relax. Yeah. Relax. Relax. Release. Breathe. Uh, give people grace that cut you off. It is what it is. We all going to the same place. If you're in a line of twenty cars and they cut in front of you to be the nineteenth, y'all still ain't getting nowhere no time fast. No, no, no. That that ten seconds you saving, it, yeah. maybe twenty. It's not. Give give a little grace and breathe. You know, a couple years ago I'd be pissed off just as y'all are, but it's 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 legitimately people pulling over and pulling their pistols out their vehicles. Mm-hmm. So that ought to give you some pause. Like y'all y'all should chill out. It's legitimately people out the here. Fact that people think somebody's gonna hit them in their mouth. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. <laughs> like we really live in a society that's that's been this now, you know, and as a direct direct result of a lot of other shit. Yeah, it's so soft that people really think they can just do whatever they want with no no consequences. Like somebody really won't just hit you in your throat. Throat chop Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> throat, you, chop we, throat chop on any on any day of the week that ends in a day. Hey man. So <coughs> that was my first gripe. I see on because it's hot and sufficient yeah. here. Uh, let me know if it's giving you too much feedback, and then uh, we'll, we'll adjust it. But gotcha. for now, uh, we're gonna start off. Well, not start off. We'll get to the segment over there. They got a low. No, nah, that's, that's just it's just on or off, huh? It's just on or off. That's it, man. And it goes sixty-two and seventy-two. It's sixty-two and seventy-two. Two cents. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The hotter you cold. So we gonna get to what we're drinking. I changed up on bang last minute because that's just shit I do from time to time. I'm going to do a theme of things that I'm drinking. This is the gift. Since we're in the holiday season right before Christmas, this is going to be the gift uh, episode of the podcast. So I'm going to go from order of gifts that I've received. So today, at one of my favorite restaurants that I inherited after a breakup a long time ago, (laughs) uh, they gave me a mug. (laughs) Now, they gave me some Baileys with the mug, but I'll show you the guy's mug. You won't like me when I'm hangry. I don't like Baileys. So I'm going to be, well, I don't have Baileys in here. Okay, good, good. Because the smell makes my stomach hurt. So anyway... You won't like me when I'm hangry. I'm going to be sipping out of this mug today. The next three that I have I'll hold up are all things I received for my 40th birthday. So mm. shout out to my family for this, for being funny uh, and not funny at the same time. So they got me bottles of things that had the number 40 on it because I turned 40 this year. Okay. So I have a Graham's Tawny Porto, which I think is a port. Uh, I'll get to it when I open it. Uh, 40 year on the front. I'm going to try this. This is the alcohol is 20%. So, like I said, I think it's a port on that side or maybe a blend. I have a Lot 40 Canadian rye whiskey, 43% alcohol, 40 on there. 
Uh, you guys know I'm, I'm selective about rye. I'm going to give it a shot, though, and see what comes out of it. Yeah. I have a 40 Creek, which is a small batch, double barrel reserve Canadian whiskey. This is 40% alcohol. Yeah, that sounds like my, up my alley right there. Yeah, that's, that's up your alley right there. So this is yeah. all low alcohol. And then I have one, and I'm going to show you the presentation of this. Because mm-hmm. presentation is so, so, nice, so nice to it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to open it up towards the camera so you guys can see. Come across the top, and I'm going to lift it up so you can see. Ain't that a beautiful <laughs> bottle? Oh, that beautiful bottle. Oh, my God. Belfort Spirits. Uh, I actually got this from uh, one of my business partners. It is a straight rye whiskey, limited edition. And this is about, this is 100 proof. Hey, hey gang, gang. Uh, so I'm going to be trying this as well. I just want to show you guys the, the box. I'm going to take it out. Mm. It has like a, like a cup, like a hockey cup in it when they, win the, uh, when they win the championship, like the Stanley Cup at the top, which is pretty cool. So I'm opening this, 100 proof, and I'm going to try this first in order. So just giving you a view of what I got going on today. Bang, what you got mm. over there, bro? Man, so what I did was I just, this is like, this has been my go-to holiday drink this year. Like normally I drink it hot, but since today it was 70, 70 degrees outside, then I had to put some ice in and cool it down. But uh, this is what I've been sipping like by the fireplace, like when they get when they get nice. Ooh, look at them, flex uh, the fireplace. It's it's, it's a, neon lights, bro. It's a, a peach Lipton tea. Okay. And it's actually like uh, come in the pods for the cure. <coughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh Jack Daniels honey. Okay. And just uh, a little bit of lemon. Yeah. And man, you sip this thing hot. This thing is absolutely <coughs> wonderful. That little bit of lemon is always a hit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's like a hot toddy. It's just a little bit of twist. It's got a little more flavor, mm-hmm. you know, than a regular hot toddy, which you would make with, with some regular tea or a green tea or yeah. something of that nature, or or just putting like a regular whiskey, whatever whiskey it is you drink or bourbon, just putting it inside of a tea mm-hmm. with a tea. So this kind of sweetens it up, and when it's hot and you sit, sipping on it, oh man, it's it's, it's perfect. Okay. It's like it's got the perfect sweetness to it. Okay, I can dig it. Um, Thank God for the Keurig. Uh, they have the little K-Pods. Oh, man. They got a lot of K-Pods. Bro. It's amazing. All <coughs> kinds of things. I've been using the, uh, the apple cider. Yeah, K-Cups see? Exactly. hot yeah. apple cider. A little bit of honey. A little bit of lemon juice in it. Uh, and about three Mississippis of mm-hmm. Wild Turkey 101. I don't, Ooh. you know, I look, we, we, I look at all the videos of, of fancy bartenders, and they got the jiggers, and they're measuring. I don't measure my alcohol. I just put it in there till it tastes right. <laughs> and if I know if it's too strong, I add some more to other stuff. If it ain't strong enough, I add some more to good stuff. That's how I do it. So I count mm-hmm. three Mississippis. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. <laughs> then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I know you got a good drink. Yeah, that's how Sway made drinks, too. But <laughs> <laughs> all his was cranberry yeah, juice. Yeah, shout out to, to AKA uh, Sway, who can't make drinks no more, not ever, yeah, ever, man, ever again. It's, it's three Mississippis. It's all cranberry juice. Can't make juice. no kind of punch, no kind of nothing. Man. If it don't come in a bottle or it ain't straight, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Take it back, baby. Take it back. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he, he is banned from, from the alcohol from this point forward. Uh, it will be on everybody else. That's not in your man. ministry, bro. Well, I'm trying to tell you. It's yeah. cool, though. But shout, yeah. out, shout, out, shout out to him, a little man, for, for two years. Yeah. Uh, two-year-old birthday party. Bane was overwhelmed by all of the kids that were in the area. I, you know, <laughs> look, I got a lot of respect for parents. Well, thank you, bro. A lot of respect. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for step-parents. Especially the ones that don't have any kids at all oh, to step into a situation with kids. <laughs> don't but I'm gonna tell you don't what. Pat yourself on the back. But I'm just no, no. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying that I understand the what it takes and the responsibility that person takes on. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not used to being around a lot of people with kids, and they just everywhere. 
And it's like, hey, stop, quit. What you doing? Bring yeah. that back. Get over here. Yeah. It's like, st- did you see so and so? And I'm like, I think they went that way. And it's yeah. like, oh man, it's you, just you stepping on toys and kids. Yeah, yeah. You doing everything <laughs> you can not to break something or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to a club with twenty year olds. Yeah. Um, so that was. The only difference between that forty year olds is all the forty year olds already broken. You got to worry about breaking them. Um, all right. So I'm trying to let you guys know what this valve for is. Not bad with a little bit of ice. I'm gonna let it mellow for a minute, let it sit, and then I get back to you guys. Um, you said it's a rye, right? Correct. It is a rye. I just don't like rye. Rye just that's, the that's taste that. for rye is just so strong for me. I just can't. Outside of the basil Hayden dark rye that we all that we that we seem to, to like, um, I'm, I'm going on a. I'm going to say maybe I haven't tried enough rye. It just, <coughs> it just seems like so the. It just seems like the aroma or the, or the the aftertaste is just so strong. It is. I don't want that when I drink whiskey. Yeah, it's it's strong. I don't want it's the strong. bite. You know what I mean? Yeah, rides are strong, which is why I assume that's why they use them for mixers and a lot of a lot of drinks. They're yeah. not straight, um, but you know when you get a bottle as beautiful as this, you gotta at least try to, you know, try to try to try it straight before you mix with anything else. So uh, that's the first one. My gripe, y'all be cool in traffic. Y'all are crazy. Um, the other thing, if you guys haven't seen it, for those of you who know, um, I've been on TV lately a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about situational awareness and how not to be a soft target. Uh, shout out to Gabby Hart, the reporter who did the story. Uh, I just want to make sure that I spread the message to you guys because to me, I only think old people watch the local news. So <laughs> to make sure that out of nine, <clears throat> all the people who aren't old to watch the news get the message as well. Um, I took part in a story about how not to be a soft target, meaning how not to be a target for criminals during the holiday season. Um, and I'll start off by explaining it like this. There's no 100, 100% foolproof way uh, to not be a victim of crime. It just isn't. It isn't. But every step that we can take to make ourselves safer uh, is a step that you should consider taking, especially for you and your loved ones. So uh, just rule of thumb, a couple of things, especially in the holiday season now, when we're doing, you know, when we talk about doing curbside pickup. Uh, even on curbside pickup, when you're not walking into the store, a lot of you guys are pulling up and it's not ready and you're sitting in your cars. And you sit in your car and then the first thing you do is you put your head down and you look at your phone. And so you lose sight of everything around you. There's people walking around you. Uh, there could be people who <laughs> who you think are the per- people that work for Target or work for HEB uh, coming to get access to your car because you're not paying attention. So the first thing is just be aware. Get off your cell phone so much and just be aware of your surroundings. I won't make this a long um, a long conversation about it But be aware of your surroundings Try to be aware of anybody You know if you live in these neighborhoods And you've been there for a while Chances are you know every car that comes to your neighborhood uh, For the most part And if there's a car in your neighborhood That doesn't look like it belongs there um, Everybody in my neighborhood Uses Facebook and the next door app mm-hmm. To annoy the shit out of everybody else So if you see something that doesn't look right Go ahead and put it out to your neighbor Saying hey does anybody know this vehicle or car we'll say old school. If you see something say something you see something say something Um uh, which is true about everything. The other part of it is, and we were talking about it earlier, I was talking about it with, 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 with the engineer earlier, was now because a lot of people are um, going to people's neighborhoods looking at lights. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's also an opportunity for criminals to case your neighborhood and your houses. Yeah. Uh, because now you're, your guard is down because you know a lot of people are going to be walking through your neighborhood and driving through your neighborhood too. So always be cautious uh, especially those of you in the neighborhood areas that have a lot of traffic for people coming uh, coming to look at lights. Be extra careful of the people that are coming around in your neighborhood and just make sure that, you know, 
the, the, the doors are locked, you account for your children, you're paying attention, um, you know, you're not opening a garage and turning your back and not knowing what's going on. Just all little stuff that you can do to put yourself in a better, better position. Uh, the other thing I do, which is underrated, which you probably do, and I don't know about a lot of other people that was mentioned on part three of the, the news story, was uh, I turn my alarm on when I'm in the house. Yeah. Right, yeah. but to us, yeah, yeah, you put yeah. it at home. You put it on the home yeah. function. Yeah. yeah, to us, yeah, yes. you put it on the home function. But for, for most people, it. they have no you concept know, of that. Turn off the motion detectors and yeah. all that, yeah. like the windows, the doors. Yeah. They have no concept of that. Yeah, but I always yeah. turn. Look, lock your doors when you're at home, and turn on the home function. You know, I think you that's get, the, you get to relax. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, they get to relax. I think that's one of the biggest things that, that I find with some people is that they don't lock the. They come home, they don't lock the doors. Cool. It's like they just walk in the house and just leave it open. And it's like no place is safe enough these days. It's not like when people used to live out in the country and they never closed the door and mm-hmm. never locked it and all these other things that people talk about. It's like that's not the world that we live in. No, now. no. Way too much access. You know, and, and criminals now will walk upon you in the middle of the day. Yep. They, you know, they come up and take your packages in the middle of the day. Yeah, like these nothing. These ring cameras ain't stop shit. If y'all yeah. notice, there's a lot of ring camera videos, and these crooks still know. They'll look dead in the camera and yeah. still steal and, your and shit. Your stuff. <coughs> so it's like these these small things that that you yeah you're at home you got to be comfortable, but you still have to be smart enough to do these these little things to ensure your safety. Yeah, you know stuff stuff like hey, make sure your floodlights work with your motion detectors at your house. Yes, you know, and when they if you got to replace the bulb if the light is bad. You know, something mm-hmm. as simple as, as making sure that if somebody comes close, the light pops on. Yeah. It's something that, that, that helps and something that detour criminals. Right. You know, simple stuff. I got extra uh, just solar lights that I just got off of, like, Amazon. You just pop them in the ground, they solar charge, and they motion lights. Mm-hmm. So that you get light from more than one angle if somebody come in your backyard. Yeah. You know, or your front yard. I got one by the, in the back, and I got one in the front by the door. So just extra light. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. just extra. Yep. Uh, so that like I said, I'll make that quick. We'll breeze through, but I figure it is the season, and so we'll talk about some of the common the common areas that we see mostly where people just just disregard it um, on that space. Also, you know, there's a season where people know that you're traveling places too. Mm-hmm. So if somebody sees you packing up or something like that, they know you're not going to be home for a few days. So just FYI, just be aware of these things uh, on the space and be safe out there, uh, especially out there shopping. So past that. I think I got past the traffic rant. Hmm. I got past. All right, we got past crime. Uh, before I get into the other shit, is there anything you want to talk about? Man, actually, I'm good, man. Oh. Last, you know what? There it you comes. Know, you know me. I've been going through a lot of shit this last few months. Yep. But I'm actually at a place where I'm starting to calm down. You know, starting to kind of gather my shit. You okay. know, my thoughts, putting my shit back together. Mm-hmm. You know, relax. Not spending all day with, with even if I'm not busy out doing things. My mind was still busy every day, all day. Right. You know, busy enough to where it's, it's hard to, to work and it's hard to, to focus and concentrate on things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you go to the gym and your mind not even on your workout because you can't block shit out. Right. You know, or you can't. It's hard to sleep. And now I'm getting to a point where I'm finally starting to calm down mentally. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a good place, man. Okay. You know, it may not ideal as far as where I want it to be, mm-hmm. but... I'm starting to calm down and relax and fall into place okay. to where I should be. All right, that's good to hear. So, so I'm good. That's good to hear. You know. That's good to hear. Uh, I'm, I'm in between. I'm in between. Professionally, shit is going great. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm super busy. 
I'm doing multiple things at a time now, which, you know, makes me look back on my 30s. And I had a, I, I had a very, I had successful 30s just for me, not comparing it to anybody else. But I did good in my 30s. My 40s, though, between 40 and 45, I had the opportunity to make a lot of stuff pop. Um, so I'm really excited about what's going on and, and what's coming up the next few years uh, with everything we got going on. I'm excited for all my friends. Like, all my friends have stuff coming up. Mm. All of them have stuff coming up. Whether it's TV, restaurants, cookbooks, uh, certifications coming up, um, you know, new 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 businesses, new storefronts they're expanding. Uh, everybody seemed to be doing something in that space. I got a partner. I, I got one of my bros, he's up for partner at a, at a firm. Like, everything's coming up. In the next few years so i think we're gonna have some really cool stories in a really cool networking environment uh some fun times fun times had a conversation yeah. with dub the other some day with times. stuff coming yeah. on right and it's just a lot of stuff is happening for us at the same time which is really dope on the flip side i've had one too many people call me fat over hmm. the past couple of months <laughs> and i don't know how to take that shit uh just outside of me calling me fat i right, the doctor called me fat uh uh i was called thick um some people like them thick. <laughs> but I tell you, I, know, like them thick. I ain't know how to take keep, that shit. Keep them warm in the winter. I ain't know baby. how to take that shit. Shade in the summer. Uh, so I've officially got to the point at 40, did my checkup. The doctor called me fat. Uh, and my tailor, my tailor called me fat. I say, man, I, I come to you for a reason. Let these pants out, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it work. <laughs> make <laughs> it work. Let pants out, I'm asking for your opinion. That's I why I'm here. I need you to make it work. Yeah. Cut that shit out, bro. Make the fat pants so fat. The question is, what you going to do about it? I ain't got no choice, bro. I ain't got no choice. So, um, I've started already slowly cutting stuff back, cutting, you know, replacing certain things in my diet and cutting stuff back uh, and doing stuff a different way. Also, as a uh, and I know my friends will hold me accountable. I know Bane is getting my shit. If I don't if I don't do it, he doesn't see progress, which is good about us. Uh, I'll put this out there for everybody. So when you see me, you can hold me fucking accountable for the next, you know, seven, eight months. Um, I, I set a goal last year and me and my partner put it off about going for our black belts. Uh, Krav Maga, and so I'll be in training for the next few months for black belt, and I can't, I can't test. I'm not comfortable testing at this weight. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not comfortable testing at this weight uh, or this, this fitness level. So I have to really ramp up my fitness level and drop weight before I feel comfortable uh, testing and going through the gauntlet of what we have to go through. Um, for I mean, it should be like two days, sixteen hours. The official test is going to be one day. Um, about about eight or so hours at, at most, but just the preparation up to it. It's going to take a toll, so I want to make sure that I can get that out the way. Uh, so I have no choice, man. I got to do it. And like I said, you don't. Mm -hmm. I, the 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 personal vanity we have. That training at forty is different than that training at thirty. It is. It that is. Training at forty, that body don't react. It to is. It's real. But this is this is now past the level Ooh. of normal vanity that we have, where we lift weights to look good and shit, and to move little people around the room when we need to. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it's, it's never it's never a good a good space a good position to see yourself in when a doctor's calling you fat and mind yeah. you my doctor didn't say i was fat no, that's how i felt when my mama called me fat yeah because <laughs> you still still on your shit yeah she called you that. my mama called me yeah fat. but it's you never want to be in a space where uh somebody's gonna prescribe you some shit because you because of the weight right yeah. not yeah. because of you know chronic ailments just you you had a certain size and so we gonna give you these pills not to make you smaller but to account for the shit that you're going to develop because you this size. Like you mm -hmm. never want to have that conversation with people. Yeah. Um, and there's ways, to, there's, ways to, there's ways to drop weight and do things for your body health-wise so that you don't have to take as many, as, as many pills, as much medication. Um, so just taking care of yourself better. So, no, I, I, it, it has been forced upon me from several areas. And like I said, everybody here on the camera and listen to the podcast, when you see me, hold me accountable. 
Um, so what's what's your starting weight? Don't here? don't what's slap your, what's shit. Starting weight here. Go ahead and tell oh, shit, I'm two forty, bro. Two forty. I'm two forty. I got I got to get down. I can. I was two forty once. Ideally, ideally, I can test between two and two two ten and two fifteen. Mm. I'm never getting back to two. Uh, two ten and two fifteen is where I, I like to be. If I can get to two twenty five, I can, I can, I can, I can push you to test at two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my last few tests at two twenty five, so I know that I can test and move around at that space. Well, that's only fifteen pounds, so that's not. Yeah, I, I know I can move around at that space. If you just train like you have to train, you'll drop that fifteen pounds, right? By itself, and so that's why I mean the stretch goal is the two ten, right? Two fifteen. Right, that's back when we were doing the, the fitness, the health challenges. Yeah, yeah uh, with, with me, other, me, yeah. you, and Dub and shit. And uh, when Sway was trying to get over two hundred, yeah, 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 trying. <laughs> and we was getting back, like getting to that, getting to that two ten, two fifteen is is a space. So, uh, feel like I said, hold me accountable out there, everybody. When you see me, um, like I said, you can make a comment about it. I may, I may cuss you out. I still say I appreciate it though. Yeah. Um, do everything short of of slapping food out of my hand because I will punch Boy, you, man. Don't mess with the, the vittles. Don't do that. But outside of that, yeah, man, let's let's hold each other accountable, man. Shit, I'm doing all right, man. I'm uh, I'm down about almost 25 pounds now. Good, man. I'm down sitting at a damn. You was big, boy. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was. You man. down 25? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I've weighed in this morning at 270, mm. and I'm down almost 25. Boy, he's a big boy. So, but now I'm like, do I want to keep dropping or do I just want to get big like the right way, get big? So. You know, it's always a constant yeah, battle. Drop, what drop I'm that way, bro. What I want to do or where I want to go. Drop that way, bro. Let's see where it is. Drop that way, bro. You know, get big. You know, I'm, I'm going to adjust my training <coughs> and see what happens the first six weeks or two months. Mm. And then, depending on how the training feels and my body reacts, then I'm going to decide if I want to go back big or if I just want to keep leaning. Depending this. on. So, I'm going to let the training dictate it. I'm going to train hard and still, you know, eat clean and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to train hard and then let that dictate. Which way I go with my body See how my body reacts to it There's no reason for a civilian To be walking around at 270 sir What you talking about man <laughs> What are you trying to move around man Hey man you don't never know <laughs> I'm trying to move around whatever you can't <laughs> Somebody got to pick up the slack If it has to be picked okay, up Okay fair point You see what I'm saying so, right, Fair point So, so we I'm going to I'm gonna point to you I'm like oh you need oh, no, that's, that's your dude right there Yeah so My, my goal is by, by the time my birthday hit in June don't put it out there. Back. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. You'll, by, give, by me, you'll June, give me a number. You'll oh, give me a number. Nah, you'll give me a body fat percentage. No, because I don't know which way where I'm going. Yet. That's okay. why I said I wanna yeah. I wanna adjust the training. Uh, and then you know normally you kind of choose what you want to be, and once once you have a the easiest thing is to pick a goal, and then mm-hmm. that goal determines what you have to do to get to that goal. It's easy. Okay. You know if I want to put on weight, okay, how many my macros, how many calories I got to take in, mm-hmm. you know what kind of weight am I gonna be moving. You know, if I'm trying to lose weight, you know, I'm going to do hit cardio and I'm going to work in static cardio because my knee's not what they used to be. Right. You know, you, it's easier for most standard people to have a goal and then that goal dictates what you have to do to obtain that goal. Mm-hmm. Just like life. If you got something you want to do in business, yeah. whatever that goal is, then you'd ask yourself, okay, what do I have to do to get there? Yeah. And that's the things that you do to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point now where there's just certain things I like to do and certain things I don't like to do and certain ways I like to train. And I haven't been able to train like I wanted to in the past. And now I'm just getting back because of my body and injuries to where I can. So what I want to do is just have a clean diet and a clean uh, way of life and get back to training the way I like to train because I enjoy it. And then as my body falls in from there, then I'm going to dictate what I'm going to do with it. That clean diet, Bart, that clean diet 
part yeah. is going to be a bit hard because, um, like you said, you want to eat healthy, but it's so many different places that's unhealthy and it's kind of hard to stay on strike. Yeah, and, that's, and that's, why we, that's why I say a clean diet because I'm not ready to go out here and just go on some fad diet and, you know, where I go like I used to do and I just do paleo or something because I need to shred and drop a whole bunch of weight. Or Those are the good old days. Back when I was eating, <laughs> it's you good know, old days. trying to take in 5,000, 6,000 calories a day, mm-hmm. you know, trying to put on 20 or 30 pounds of muscle in like, you know, three or four months. My body won't handle those types of things anymore. Mm-mm. So now it's, it's eat clean and then train hard and see where my body starts to go and let my body take me where, where it wants to be. Okay. So that's, that's, that's my goal is, is, is okay. to find that, my, my feng shui, you yeah, know, with my body. You. Meta- metaphor for life. Metaphor yeah. for life. Engineer, you should take the same approach to women. You want a you want a clean woman, but there's so many dirty ones out here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> trying to I'm trying to avoid each and every one on of them. One of the bad ones. Uh, you know that depends on what you mean by dirty. We <laughs> <laughs> talk about slutty versus freaky. We gonna have, yeah. we gonna have that conversation. Yes, uh, we had that conversation. Yes, <laughs> like we had last night. <laughs> you know. Um. So yeah, that shit coming up. So letting you guys know. Uh, so that's what we're going with it. We're going to, we, we, there's a lot of stuff that we hadn't covered as far as stuff we're watching and stuff we're listening to. Uh, we're getting to some other conversations about life around it. But I want to start off with um, a movie that I watched called uh, King Richard. Some of you guys have heard about it. It's starring uh, Will Smith. And it's about the um, Richard Williams and the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus, uh, the Tennis Hall of Famers. And... I enjoyed the movie. I watched it from a different lens now that I'm a father. Um, <clears throat> the fact that it was it was guided, it was heavily guided by the Williams sisters. So I, I'm assuming that a large portion of the story was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be some stuff in there that's, that may be some fabricated or something for the for the movie. But I'm assuming a large portion of it is true. And if it was, I'll say hypothetically, let's have the conversation from the standpoint that everything was true. That he made a statement, and I don't know if you saw it. No. But he made a statement, he being Richard Williams, made a statement early on in life that says, Hey, I have a I have a playbook. I have my daughter's lives mapped out from birth, even before birth. He saw he looked on TV and he saw somebody win a tennis championship and they made like forty thousand dollars. And he was like, Shh, that's twice what I make now. He said, So Damn. if I have two daughters <laughs> and I get them and I and I get them playing tennis, then we be in good shape. And so he put together a plan, an actual playbook, a plan on how to make his daughters tennis champions coming out of Compton, California. And it's about it's everything up until the beginning of their pro career. So it doesn't cover mm. the pro career, but it's all the steps he took to get them from A to, get from to the a beginning of A to B. Now, I will say uh, first, uh, could you pull up the cast on there? Go to that third, the third little portion over there. I will say I do want to have uh, I do want to shout out. Now, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. There you go, awesome. I do want to give a shout out to the the lady. Uh, was it Anjanu Ellis? She was also in. Um, dude, I forget the one that was on uh, HBO. I come back to it. I want to give a shout out to her because the role of their mother hasn't been talked about much. It's always been Richard Williams and how crazy it was, but but their mother uh, played an integral part as well. So what happened? And I go kind of. I go piecemeal in and spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it and you want to see it, don't listen to this part of the podcast. But <clears throat> it got to the point in time where Richard Williams was going to, you know, all these tennis pros saying, hey, I just need a coach. I just need a coach. I just need a coach. But he can't pay for it. So he's trying to get somebody to sponsor mm-hmm. his daughter's coach. 
Well, it comes down to it. He finds a coach, but he'll only coach one of the sisters, which happened to be Venus. Mm. And so he says, okay, I'm going to take Venus and I'm going to get her to coach. Well, Serena liked playing too, as she had spent all her time with her sister playing tennis, and now she feel left out. Mm-hmm. Well, while Venus was being trained by a professional uh, by a professional tennis trainer, the mom took Serena out to the park and did other drills. Mm-hmm. Just did hood drills. We doing suicides, you know, we hitting balls in the rain, stuff like that. So she was just this like integral. Smoke out there riding in the rain. She was just as she was just as integral <laughs> to <laughs> to the success of Serena Williams as Richard was. So I just want to give a shout out to that mom. Uh, in, in real life, what to say, Brandy Williams. Give a shout out to her because she had a very good part too. But the fact that they showed methodically from where he, what positions he put both of his daughters in, uh, to to when they became the best, the greatest of all time in tennis. Mm-hmm. Both of the sisters are going into the Hall of Fame, hands down. It's not so what do you, so what do you think about as far as? So I didn't see the movie. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care to watch it. Sure, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no singing. So, it's not a musical. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so from the perspective of a parent mm-hmm. when you watch the movie yeah did it look like it was the girl's choice or it was his choice and then how do you feel about it either way yeah um in the beginning because they were young it was his choice you could tell mm-hmm. um but as it as it progressed and they would uh, they would always ask questions like what do you want to do where do you want to go and stuff like that so it it, it it turned more into them taking ownership because Serena was pissed that she wasn't getting the training and she wasn't playing at a pace that Venus was. So it was a choice that she chose that she wanted to follow that path and not another path. Um, and the other siblings, because they had other siblings, didn't go into tennis. They had a chance to do everything else. Mm. Um, I I feel okay for making choices for your kids at an early age. A lot of the child prodigies are, that become some of the best in the world were pushed by what what would be deemed as overbearing parents hmm. early on. They were being pushed. Uh, Tiger Woods being pushed, right? He's playing what golf at two years old on 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 the Carson show, hmm. um, and he became Tiger Woods, right? Venus and Serena were pushed to play tennis at an early age, and they became Venus and Serena. Uh, the Jacksons uh, with Michael, right? You can say you may not agree with all the methods that Joe Jackson you know used, but he still produced, and that family still produced Janet and Michael fucking Jackson. Right. So to me, it's almost like the parents have to be a little bit like that to produce mm. what they produced. Um, how, however, it's how you deal with that and make sure that you have stable adults as yeah. they grow up. That's the tricky part. Yeah. That they don't go batshit crazy like a lot of child stars do in acting. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel I feel OK with it. Um, there were some people on the outside and throughout the movie. They were, you know, they called the neighbor called Child Protective Services on them because mm. the neighbor said he was working the girls too hard. Um, so it was a lot of people on the outside that were saying you you're a little crazy. You pushing mm. them, but uh, the girls were the girls were straight A students. They knew multiple languages. Yeah, they were playing tennis. So it was like they're just being hard parents, which is what some of us have grown up with. So. Um, I, I liked it. I think it's a good movie if you're a parent, a new parent. I'd, I'd especially watch it. Um, but for somebody to say that, I made a plan, and for that plan to come to fruition the way it did, uh, now you got to look back at it and say, well, who was who was right and who was wrong? Because mm-hmm. everybody that wasn't Richard Williams inside that household was calling him crazy. The agents were calling him crazy. ESPN was calling him crazy. Sports Illustrated was calling him crazy. Mm-hmm. But look, but what came, look what came but out of it. Right? Yeah. Uh, similar could be said for uh, LeVar Ball. He has two sons, uh, Lamelo and uh, what's the other one's name? It's Leangelo, Lamelo, uh, and it's another one. He had two of his sons play in the NBA, and they said he was crazy 
when they were in high school. He said in high school, my sons are going to be the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they're not, but one of his sons is about to win rookie, uh, rookie of the year, and the other son was number two pick in the draft to the Lakers. Yeah. That's not a, it's not a, a, a failure. Yeah, yeah, by, by no means. By no means. You know, he may he might be out here saying, hey, I could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one and saying all kind of shit like that. But the show that he put on got eyeballs on his sons that were not there. And it highlighted them as as players and as individuals. They took a different path, and they're highly successful. For do you have two sons in the NBA at the same time? It's dope, right? It's like the Currys, right? With with Seth and Steph. It's so to me, um, you know, I, I think we we need to remove the stigma sometimes of people being hard on kids. To no, I think more parents should have plans for their kids. Mm. You should have plans. It may not be the same, but you should have plans for your kids on how to get them to a place. Or even if it's not an overall plan, meaning you got step by step saying my sons are going to be in the NBA Mm -hmm. or saying my daughters are going to be the greatest tennis players in the world. Mm -hmm. Just overall, more people should be harder on their kids. Sure. Period. Yeah, I agree with that. Meaning that more people should have higher expectations of their kids Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, they're doing the best they can or, oh, you got to see what at least you passed. Yeah, you know, I think more people in general should just be harder on their kids because everybody's making excuses for everybody these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's excuses why you know they're not doing well in school, and it's excuses why they're not doing their homework. You know, or it's, it's excuses about you know what the other kids is doing, and this is why they're not doing. It's it's so many things under the sun, and they treat these kids who today these kids are smarter than ever. Because they have access to so much more information mm-hmm. and so many things that each generation before them didn't have. Right. But now we give them more excuses. Mm-hmm. And you give them less expectations to do things. Yeah. And then you end up with these kids that's living at home at 25. Yeah. Less structure, less expectations, uh, less of a hustle put in. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's uh, Shaquille O'Neal has been in the news. And I don't know if he said it or not factually, but it's been, it's been put out in the Internet that he says uh, to his kids all the time. He says, "I'm rich. You're not rich. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. Y'all got to go. Y'all got to go make your money, right? You have it. the opportunities afforded to you. You are Shaquille O'Neal's kids. Yeah. So you get a you get a, a leg up, right? <coughs> but this money ain't your money. Mm. So understand that you're not just gonna be able to put your feet up. Yeah, for your whole life and just sit back. On for me. your whole life and just sit back and do something. You're gonna have to get yeah, out here. And not hustle. on my dime. You're gonna have to get out here and hustle. And we just need to make sure that that we instill." Like I said, even if you don't say they're going to be the best musician or the best artist, instilling the hustle yeah. in the kids. And, and it starts with, to me, it starts with expectations. Mm-hmm. It starts with expectations. You know, a lot of kids still live at home when they get older because their parents let them. They don't tell them, hey, no, you can't live here. Mm-hmm. No, once you go to college, you can come home for like a year. After that, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no expectations, there's no no rules, there's no boundaries put on on the life that they live in. Mm-hmm. So they don't get out and do anything because nobody hustle harder than somebody that has to hustle. Yep. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Let me play devil. Let me play devil's advocate then. Sure. What Are you if, living at home um, with your parents? I just want to just before we get here. Are we <laughs> we setting the stage for something? Did we touch a nerve? Yeah, I stay with my parents. Ah, oh, there we yeah. go. All right, cool. Just there give us some background. Let's okay. talk. So I stay with my aunt due to the fact that um, I wanted to stay with my aunt because I wanted to figure out what I exactly wanted to do in life, you know, Mm -hmm. because I had previous jobs that I did not like at all. And the thing is, I graduated college Mm -hmm. and I tried to figure out, okay, how do I find a job within my field? 
So that's the reason why I wanted to stay. Okay. So so let me ask you this. And I'm glad you went what's here. What's that? What's that got to do with staying with your aunt? Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you went here. What's that well, got to do? So I'm, so I'm glad you went you here. Because if I leave, I would have to work a job that I would like. So I want I want to stay on that path and I know where you're going with it yeah. and I want to stick here. So here's the other part I was thinking about, and this is funny you brought this up. I'm thinking about this on the walk here from my car. Mm-hmm. Uh when I was talking about how, how how well stuff is going for me. Um if I would have done something and this isn't speaking about you, but this is me. If I would have found something that I love to do early in life when I graduated from high school or whatever it was, I don't think I'd be as successful as I am right now. I don't think so. I think part of my success was doing shit I had to do. Yes, exactly. Uh, and now and now, I'm trying to find some shit that I like to do or some shit in the field that I want to do. But... I would have I the complacency that would have sat in if I said, "Well, let me wait until this happens. Let me wait yes. until this happens. Let me wait until this door opens." Because you end up just waiting. You end up just waiting, and so I just want to caution you. And there's two two sides of the story, and I'm glad you brought the side up. It's not to cast aspersions on you, as I don't know what I don't know, but also understand that you're not making a decision in a silo. You living with your aunt is putting a burden on your aunt that she didn't ask for. She out here trying to do her own shit, right? She didn't ask for you to stand there. Now, she going to do it because I assume she loves you and you have a good relationship. And yeah. it's always good to have a place that you can go when life kicks you in the teeth. Yeah, I completely right. understand that. I completely understand that. But with that said, if she's not, and she might not be, she might not be putting pressure on you to find something. Bro, we can't, we can't let our indec- indecisiveness or indecision be a burden to other no, people. On other people, yeah. We, right. we got to go make shit shake however we got to make shit shake. And then as I'm, there's nothing that says you can't quit a job you hate. I'm going to go do it and make money and put food on the table. But as soon as I find this, I'm leaving. But until that point, now I have to take a burden off of, and this is the conversation my old man had with me before I went to college. He said, hey, look, you go to college, I'll pay your bills while you're in college. Once you graduate from college, your bills are yours. Here are the bills that belong to you. So I knew the bills that belonged to me when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I had a, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think he gave me, I think he gave me six months after and the reason he gave me six months is I had a start date for a job. Right. So he's like, "Oh, you cool? You got a start? Yeah, date. you got a plan. You got a plan. You got a there's plan. A start date. There's a job that's coming up, and it's money. Yeah. But outside of that, no. Nah. My old man said, "Hey, look, I've been working all my life, and it's uh, to put you in a position to where you are a man that can stand on your own feet and you go figure shit out. I didn't yeah. have the luxury of figuring shit out, uh, finding shit I had to do. I had to go to work. My dad and, and, and my side, my father's side of the family, they work from early ages." Yeah. They were mechanics and shit. They gas stations. They were working, and I can tell you, most of them didn't want to do them jobs. Yeah, they didn't want to do that shit. And you know what the other side of the flip of the coin is, and uh, and this is not, of course, this is not at you, mm-hmm. right? This is just the the concept. Right. Is that a lot of times people get a false sense of reality, right? When they're when they come back and they just stay at home, like mm-hmm. a stag like stagnancy. Yeah, you because they're 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 not living in the real world. No, and you get used to it. You know, you and get used and to you, it. You get used to it. You get used to just spending money however you want to spend your money. Yeah, because you don't have the the bills and the things that you would normally have to worry about if yeah. you were on your own. Right. You know, or even if you're not on, even if you got a roommate, mm-hmm. if you got if you move out at, at twenty three, twenty four, whatever it is, you get out of college and you got a roommate, got to have your half. You still <laughs> have the responsibilities of an adult. It's just halves. Mm-hmm. You still expect it to pay rent, to pay this bill, to pay that bill. You still have to, to, to save money if you can so you don't have to live check to check just in case right. something happened. Right. Put money back and, you know, you need some new brakes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, your AC go out. And it's, it's always not, something. Not always degrees. Something. It's always something. Always something. Right. So one of the things that I've always looked at when I've had talks with, with people who still living at home, and I'm talking, you know, 26, 27, 28, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you have a false sense of reality. You know, you I met a young, I met a young lady one time. She was 30 years old. <laughs> Her Instagram and Facebook was nothing but traveling. Lit. She had a nice job. Lit. Nothing but traveling. Lit. She wasn't from Texas. She wasn't from Houston. Right. She's from up north, but she came down here, but she lived with her aunt and uncle who don't have any kids at all. So she ain't paying no bills. So this life that you living is a false sense of reality. Living a best life. You living your best life, but then you got to go home and try to be quiet when you walk in the house. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can't just bring your guides over to the house because it ain't yours and ain't no fucking in my house. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Very embarrassing. So this life that you living... It's, it's just a false sense of reality. The perception is just, it's not real. It is. It is. So, and, and, and sometimes people fall into that, and then once you get too deep into it, it's hard to get out because when you have to get in the real world, it's a shock. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, it's wow, I didn't opening. know it was like this. Yeah. Or they find a man, and they step into the real world with him, and then they have to live in that real world, and they don't realize, oh, shit, I didn't know it was like this. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. It, that's my thing about younger people and, and they're living at home for too long. Now, you get out of college, you come in, you got a little bit of a cushion because you're trying to make some stuff as long as you're making an effort and you're trying to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have to have the, real, the, the, the know and you have to have the understanding that I have to get out into the real world. You got to push the bird out the nest and make them fly. Yeah. I feel that. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. So, so you can learn. Exactly. Because if you're not living in reality, you're never going to learn about reality. No, no, and you, and you need you need that pressure. You need pressure sometimes. Now I'm 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 thankful. I used to hear stories about you know how how my parents, uh, how my mom and her siblings used to learn how to swim, and they say you know my grandfather and them used to take them out throw them in the water. That's what happened to me. <laughs> See, you know what it is. That, like my this, brother, it's a different life. Threw it used to water. be a different life. You went out there, they threw you in the water, and you figured it out. My brother said you can't be in Houston, can't swim. Figure it out. Let's go. Sink or swim. So that that pressure, yeah, it sounds extreme, and this is extreme shit we're talking about. But life is the same way. You you you. Sometimes we we need that that kicking the ass to yeah. to make us go do something. Like I said, you, I worked a shit ton of jobs where I don't, you know, I didn't like the fucking job. I like what I got yeah. from it. I was able to eat. I was yeah. able to pay for my own. I didn't have to go, you know, to nobody with my hand out. Yeah. Uh, right. I didn't have to. I didn't have to have a conversation of, hey, I like this door and turn this alarm off at eleven. If you if you ain't inside this house, there's a alarm mm-hmm. room. You, you stay wherever you at. <laughs> you stay wherever <laughs> you at. Man. Yep. You man. You want to have that it's, conversation. Uh, you want to have to talk about, hey, who ate all such and such in the refrigerator and shit. Yeah. And you ain't you ain't go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Who ate my leftovers? <laughs> yeah. Glass of the milk. That's at, as an adult, man. Those those type conversations I didn't want to have. Um, <laughs> And so that's my Martinelli's juice. I'm drinking myself. <laughs> hey man, that's my hey. juice. I'm drinking, drinking Martinelli, baby. Did you eat that? Just yeah. drink it out the yeah. bottle and shit, man. What you doing? Hey man, chill out. Put some clothes on when you walk around yeah. this motherfucking house. For real, uh, that's the one right there. Yeah, put some clothes on when you walk around this motherfucking house. All yeah. this shit, bro. So, you know, just saying on on the side. Everybody's situation is different. There's some people who have to stay at home because they're helping take care of the families where they stay at home. I understand that situation. Yeah. But a situation where it's not like that, look, you need to go out and do it on your own. You need to go make your way, find your way, make mistakes, fuck yeah. up, find shit you don't like. Um, look, you may end up being good at shit you don't like to do. Boy. And make a shit ton of money it's at it. And, and you like might that. change your mind on what it you want to do. It might change your mind. Might change your mind on Like, you know what? I don't like this shit, but it ain't that bad. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It ain't that bad when you when you walking on your marble floors and shit like yeah. that. It ain't, it ain't that and, bad. And the other thing too is, man, it's like, don't take your situation if you are one of these these people. Don't take it for granted. Appreciate the fact that these parents or these aunts or these uncles are allowing you, yeah, to stay and to live with them when they don't have to. Because whoo. You want, you want a conversation people got to have with they said before they let a grown up stay yeah. in their house? And make, sure, <laughs> and make sure you tell them, you know, hey, thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You know what? Let me take you out to dinner tonight. Where you guys want to go? Yeah. Let me right. do this for you. Let me do that for you. Yeah. And just to be grateful and show them that, hey, I know you don't have to do this. It is, it is, it is a shock for a lot of people to go from you in the house by yourself or with your significant other, what is you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And now you got some grown ass person that you're gonna allow to stay in your house mm-hmm. and not gonna want to live by your rules and do shit and get comfortable mm-hmm. and put their feet up. It's woo. It's, it's different, man. <laughs> woo. It's different. And that's when we get to shout out to the step parents out there. Yeah. Or people who don't have kids, we're taking folks with kids in because it's yo. Letting, letting, letting an adult Letting one person In your space Is something And and yeah and, it, and it's the same thing Like I'll never Underappreciate What it's like To be a step parent Again in my fucking life mm-hmm. And I think People get Who do it Are unappreciated Yeah Because what happens is Whether you're a woman And you come into A, a, a marriage Or a relationship With a guy That's got kids And you guys are serious And you live together Or vice versa A man That comes into it With a woman you're just expected to do certain things because that's what you got yourself into and you know what you're getting into. Yep. That doesn't allow the other person or it doesn't mean that the other person shouldn't be grateful and understanding of the responsibilities that the other person took on. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the same thing when it comes from step parents to where it comes from, you know, you got some of these like aunts and uncles <coughs> that take on their nieces and nephews is 15 or 16 for whatever reason because they just can't be at home. Right. Right. You know, and it's like when people take on certain responsibilities, just because you do it because it's expected to come along with it doesn't mean that you shouldn't show those people appreciation that you understand what it takes and the effort and how hard it is. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, or like you said, when you got an adult moving to your house, you got to change up the the things that you do and how you do it. You got to change it up. It's disrupting your life now. Yeah. And if you're that person that moves in, you should show that appreciation and say, I understand that this changes how your everyday life is. Yeah, you can't walk in and shit and still still expect to be able to do the shit that you want to do in somebody else's house. Yeah. You just you just can't. Um, so, you know, I shout out to all the people who do take in folks, man. There's a lot of folks out here, especially in this holiday season too, that have taken man. people into their families. Shout out to y'all, man. I'm I'm look, I'm better y'all than me. I'm glad it's y'all yeah. doing it, not me. I don't know if I had a temperament for it, um, but it's it is a it is a task, man. So shout out to that. Uh, you know, shout out. Hey, hopefully the the folks that that are hearing this too that are at home and need a little motivation. Hopefully it gives you a little motivation to go find some anything in the interim. Just go try shit out, right? And it could be random shit. You can even put a show around it, bro. You can go try to try to get your welder's license and shit. Go try to be a welder. You can go work hey, on the fucking take railroad. advantage of the opportunity. Take advantage to try shit that you have in front of you. Yeah. Don't be it's nothing worse than, than somebody that's living with somebody else or whatever and they're not even taking advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. You know, they they like they don't even have a job. They just living mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Why you why are you here? Let me try some different stuff. Yeah, they're not even trying to make make something shake or make something move. They just chilling. Yeah. Stagnant. Just not doing shit. Yeah. It's like make good of this opportunity that you have because everybody don't have this opportunity. No. And I can say and I don't know what you did, you know, when you when you went, um, I, I haven't done anything in my in my field of study. I haven't done anything. 
I when I graduated, I was completely outside of my major and I never made it back. So to to me, I look at and we can get into a conversation about degrees and high school and schooling and shit like that. I just I believe it's just to say you got a piece of paper that just this this degree lets other people know that I have the ability to learn. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I disagree, though. I think True. it depends on I think it depends on what you go to school for, you know, because it doesn't have to be a waste of sweet. <laughs> it really doesn't have to be a waste. You just have to know exactly what you want to go to school for. You know, but but you gotta look at statistically speaking, how yeah. many kids at that age? And we call them yeah. kids, everybody. But we're talking about you know youngsters, yeah, 18, 16, 19, 17, 20, 21. 18. How many of those people know what they want to yeah, do? How many life? know what they want to do in life? I get that too. Right, right? very small percentage. Too. Yeah, very. So small. when you go to school, what you going for? Yeah. How many of those kids actually know, walk in and say, this is what I want to do all my life, so this is what I want a degree yeah. in? I feel that. I changed majors right. when I was there. I you went see what in, I mean? You know, right, didn't know what right, I was right. doing when I, when I got so there. So a lot of times the piece of paper, like he said, is saying, I have the ability mm-hmm. to learn and to follow directions and to follow through, through and to be disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a waste and at all. I can do work. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through the, the social aspects. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's really what it is. Yeah. Right. They want to know. Can you function in this environment? Yes, I can adhere to a schedule. Yeah. I can I can follow through with assignments. Now it's different if you're talking about going to med school and you're yeah. talking or about like things. Yeah, lawyer or, something. or yeah. like a, yeah, See, things like that. If, that's what I was but that's why a lot of those things are not undergrad. A lot of those things come after you graduate. Yeah, right. And you can do a lot of things before you get to that graduate degree yeah. too. That's why you go Absolutely. to this other part of school because now you know what you want to do. Yeah, now it's hyper focused. But, but undergrad, no. Sometimes and never here, here or there, and you know, unless you want to be a scientist, you want to do research in a lab somewhere yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's just about what abilities do you have as a person, right? Because we're going to tell you what we want you to do. We're going to teach you. Yes, and we we have to teach you. We we're coming. We're bringing you in, understanding that you don't know shit. You think you know shit, but you don't know shit. Um, and we're going to have to train you anyway from a certain point. But if you can display to us that you have the ability to learn, learn quickly, work in teams, follow directions, have a schedule so you're not yeah, late to shit. All, yeah. all the stuff that you have to do in college when you're on your own now, right? You exactly. can't miss so many classes. you got to show up to your finals. you got to turn in papers. Yeah. you got to have the a point of view things. on things, right? And you got to mm-hmm. juggle that by having your first taste of freedom. Yeah. So how does that work? Well, now you have the social aspect. Um, you also go to college for a lot of people for networking. So a lot, a lot of the, the people that I deal with now in their fifties are doing business with people that they went to college with and went to elementary and high school and whatever else with. So it's a it's a social element of it. So not saying that the degree is a waste. Um, I think college in the way it's constructed is a waste. So that's a different conversation. Not that the degree is a waste, but it's it's displaying a certain set of skills that you need. And I necessarily didn't. I didn't go into what I majored in. I, it just it wasn't right, but they what saw. You, hey, um, you, you, you went for? to engineering school so you can learn. So I went in. I was computer engineering when I started, mm-hmm. and the only reason I picked computer engineering is because I was good at math and a little bit of science when I came out yeah. of high school. And they said, "Hey, you should do stuff with computers." So no idea know. what that means. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I should so do stuff random. With computers? No idea. So random. No right. idea. And for, for folks here going back, this is this is nineteen ninety nine and ninety eight, right? This is yeah. dial up age when you had AOL. <laughs> and shit Free technology. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, young dude. Yeah. Uh, so this is early. <laughs> this is before Wi Fi and shit like that, where we had to have network cards and all this other shit. Yeah. So I said you should oh. go into computers, right? So I went into it mm-hmm. first semester, took my basic my basic class in computer engineering, and said fuck this. <laughs> I, I don't know what I signed up for. And then we went into, at first semester, 
in college, they brought all the majors into a room and they had a projector. Just tell you how long that shit was. It was a projector with a little old school, yeah. Yeah, the old school joint the old with school a little, joint, the little yeah. plastic <laughs> joint you put on top. Yeah. I know so what they, you're they put the projector on there um, <laughs> and they had a list of majors and the average starting salary next to the major. And from that day, me and my best friend that was sitting next to me, we picked the one with the highest number. Yeah. And that's what we majored in. But by the time we graduated, that industry had tanked. So that industry now is what, what would be called telecom or infrastructure is what you see now. But at the time, you had jobs with AT&T, Singular back then, uh, WorldCom, Ooh, all that shit. You old, talking about Singular. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. When I graduated, you all that shit blew real. up. So everybody in my major that majored in what we thought was going to make the most money didn't prime. have jobs. I heard talking about Primeco. Yeah, we didn't have jobs in our major. Shout out to the wood grain phone. Yeah. Um, uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have jobs in our majors because the industry went away. Yeah. So most of us have to scatter and do other shit. And we've all been successful in our own ways doing other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that is where we picked something that we thought we were going to get a job in and it wasn't there. Yeah. Pull the rug from under us, which a lot, of, a lot of folks your age are going through now where they're saying, well, I go to college and there's no jobs. Well, there's no, there may not be your jobs and shit that you do. Yeah. There's jobs. Yeah, there's just jobs. There's always yeah. work. We now, there may be some like stuff that you don't like want to do. Yeah. This is stuff you want to do. But let me tell you how, how much I have to humble myself when I didn't have a job coming out of college. I was going to sell encyclopedias, bro. Really? That's how much. Look, my old man wasn't joking when he said your bills are yours. Yeah. So I have to I have to come back with a job. And that's and that is what happens is survival don't always have something to do with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Survival is about what you have to do. Yeah. And sitting around thinking that I'm just going to lay low until I find what I want to do is not going to allow you to survive as an individual. Nope. And there are a lot of life lessons that you learn from having to survive, from doing what you have to do to make it Mm -hmm. and what you have to do to provide. And it shows up later in life in other aspects, in other relationships that you have. It's like, you know, we've been out. I know I know this happened to you before where you meet, you know, a young lady and you have a conversation or you meet guys that want to be cool with you. You know, like, they want to hang out with you and, you know, they want to go, you know, smoke cigars or drink. Yeah. But their aspect on life is so messed up uh, that they don't understand what it's like to grind. Yes. Like, yeah. to them, it's, it's, a la- it's, it's a lost art. They don't know what it means to do what you have to do in order to survive. Mm-hmm. You right. know, they'll ask you, well, why you stay up so late, you know, working or why you, you know, do this all the time and why you always... It's so like, you don't understand <coughs> survival, the grind. You don't understand that you have to put work in. Yeah. I was going to say, too... They should want to grind and like be productive because it feels good to be productive. It when does. You're stagnant, but everybody don't want to do the work but, though. But but a lot of people won't do it unless they forced to. Yeah. Or um, or gotcha. they're doing it for some stuff that they love to do. Mm-hmm. They don't want the dirty grind. Yeah. Right? They don't want to be a garbage like man. It. They don't want the nah, you know. Yeah. They don't want that shit. Those right. Loaded, yeah, like, they don't want to do the, the construction. The construction. They don't want right. to do that shit. They don't want to go work at. You know, the joint that, that debone fish and shit. They don't want to work there, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to go work in the oil field and shit that I did. But I tell you the perspective. So three things that I, I get to. I get to the job that I interviewed for. I was going to sell encyclopedias. They, they mm-hmm. literally said, hey, look, we're going to front you the work. We're going to front you the books. You owe us. You already mm-hmm. in debt. Yeah. We're going to front you the books. We're going to ship you off to North Dakota, somewhere away from your family so you can't go home and say I quit. Mm-hmm. We're going to ship you out there. You got to sell the books to come back even with us, and then you got to sell more to make a profit. Make profit. That, that was one like, That sound like the game. Exactly. That sounds like you pushing. They was going to front you to work on consignment. They was going to front you to work on consignment. And they were going to drop you off in the city where you can't go home. The second one was I was going to sell cars for Sewell. I was going to be a used car salesman. 
That was the second one. I said, okay, shit, I go sell cars. At the last minute, I got a job in the oil field doing something completely different from from what I did. But all they cared was, we're going to teach you what you need to know. Yeah. Can you learn? You're an engineer? Yeah. Bet. Put you in the oil field. Because everybody don't want to go in the oil field. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, sitting behind a computer and shit, going in the field, in your, in, you know, in, in your onesie, yeah. in your, in yeah. your little onesie with your steel toe boots <laughs> yeah, you on. Yeah, And I'm in, I'm in southern Louisiana, in the swamps. This ain't pretty, this ain't pretty Baton Rouge and in, in, in New Orleans. I'm in the swamps of yeah. southern Louisiana, feeding alligators off of the side of a barge after I've been up for 36 hours straight. Mm-hmm. In the slums. Now, after you do that, when you come back, and I come back to an office job, and they say, you got to work 50 hours. In the air condition, yeah, yeah, in an ergonomic exactly, chair, exactly, yeah. And you gonna Uber eat me some food, yeah. Shit. And I, I can eat snacks Sign and stuff, and drink, yeah. Sign me up. I got free coffee and snacks. And, and because because you had the, gr- the I grind, had the grind. I don't complain about that. You don't shit. complain because you know how bad it could be. I know how bad it could be. I know how bad it could be. And that's what and it's people not lack that, that it's perspective aren't forced to go out and have to hustle and have to do things. Yes, yeah. they're so yeah. concentrated on just well, I just want this and I just want yeah. that. You and lack life perspective. Is not always like that. You lack perspective. And when they run into it, they break down. They don't know what to do. They don't they know don't what know, to do. They don't have a clue what to do. They don't know how to handle it. No. And unfortunately, that's happening more and more to people that are older because they're being allowed to live in this, this false reality for so long. Yeah. And sometimes they don't hit reality until they get in a relationship. Yeah. They're in a the bubble. Yeah. And it's just like now it's what you're going to do. Because now this is a lesson you should have learned a long time ago. But you're going to learn today. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them again. Say you're going to learn you're gonna today. Learn today. It's perspective. And so hard work, hard work gives people perspective. Because it, it, does, it does a couple things for you when you work, when you, when you do hard work. One, it gives you perspective of the shit that people think is really bad ain't that bad. Because mm-hmm. it could be worse. Two, always be worse. you always know there's a job you can go back to that's always there for you because everybody Man. don't want to do it. <laughs> I, always, I can always go back I to the office, bro. Told my neighbor that exact thing this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do some stuff, and this morning I had to take one of my neighbor's dogs back because the dog got out the gate and mm-hmm. the dog was old with arthritis. And I'm talking to my other neighbor across the street. She was walking her dog, and, and I live out kind of in the boonies when it's a, it's a lot of older Caucasian people. You know, they were scared at me for outside of me for the first like three months. You mm-hmm. know, didn't want to talk to me, but you know, I'm talking to one of them that's older. You know, she's been retired for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about what she did and what I do for work and what I do now. And she asked me how I make it through or how I made it through a lot of things that I had to deal with. <laughs> and the one thing that I told her, and it's funny because you just said it, is that I used to always tell myself my life could be worse. Because I've been there, done that. I know what worse is. It yep. can always be worse than this. Yep. And that right there will get you, that'll, that'll have you laughing at stuff that other people crying about. Yeah, will get you through. Because it's like, this is what you're crying about? Man, please, I've seen shit way worse than this, That's bro. That's it. And, and every generation before us had it that much harder than we do. Yeah. So the shit that we talking about, they're laughing at us like, shit, that ain't nothing. Yeah. I had to do this. You know what I mean? So it's, it's that perspective that we need to make sure that every generation has going forward just to make sure we have productive citizens out here yeah just give everybody perspective of shit it's like um i'm dealing i'm dealing with a a guy now professionally in work that uh from israel and if you guys don't know the citizen of israel they all have to they they have to serve time in the in the army Mm -hmm. um as as just part of adulthood they have to spend some time in the army before they go do anything else you spending time in the army gives you perspective on certain shit yeah now you having to go do something where somebody's mm-hmm. telling you what to do and how to live and with the possibility of you're in israel y'all are at war all the time you may actually have to go into combat yeah and put your hands on people and have people shoot at you 
that makes it that makes a lot of shit that happens after that gravy. Yeah, it does. It's like you you know you always hear saying stuff like you if if you don't understand the dark you can't appreciate the light. Mm-hmm. Right. Come through, Bane. It's the same thing. Come if through, you Bane. don't if you don't understand what what hard times can be, then you are underappreciate the times and the things that you do have mm-hmm. and the things that you have that are good because you don't have an understanding of what it's like to not have these things right or what it's like to actually have to get out and grind you know some people don't know what it's like to do something they don't like mm-hmm. you know and not meaning just i like it so i'm gonna do it but i mean i gotta eat yeah some people don't get it and when they don't then it's they don't have the ability to really appreciate what's in front of them because they don't understand what it's like to not have it no. Or to be stuck in a situation where it's a lot worse than what it is. And further to that point, you know what I also noticed when I may be drawing, I may be drawing a, a dotted line to this, but I, I, I challenge people to, to come back to me on this too. What I think it may also lead to or identify are the people that lack confidence. Yeah. Right? Because if they haven't have to go figure it out and go get it, yeah, then those are the ones that are complacent in life. They can't go get it now because they never have to go get yeah. it. Yeah, and and like you said, they do. They ha- they have low self confidence. Yeah, because they never had to go and get. Yeah, so they don't even know if they can. Right, if they have the ability. It scares them. Right, they're fearful. Right, but the people that we know that have done some stuff. Yeah, I ain't never talked to one of them that didn't think they can go get it. Hey, it's like that, yo. If you drop me off in the woods, bro. Yeah. When when, when I meet you, I'm gonna be fatter than I was, and be yeah. bigger and stronger than what I was. I'm not scared. Yeah. But you should be because you know I'm coming back. Yeah, and that's that. That leads to entrepreneurs versus employees in a certain number of cases. Because entrepreneurs ain't scared of failing. That's part of life. They know they're gonna fail. It's almost a, yeah. A lot of this shit's gonna fail. All I need is one to pop. Yeah. All I need is one to pop. But I know how to make it. I know how to live. I know how to eat. I know how to do what I need yeah. to do until I get to that pop. But I know how to go and get it. So I don't. I don't have a fear. Excuse me. Or hesitation. A lot of times, my risk is a lot different than a lot of other folks. When they ask me how I got to where I got and what I do, what I do. Because I've left a lot of opportunities. I've left some jobs. Mm. I've moved around. I've done some things. And I've done it. And I've always had a plan when I did it. But you know what my plan normally is? If it fails, I can always go back and find a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I'm going to find a job. Always. I'm going to find a job. Always. It's cool. I'm not going to find a job. You know why? Because I know there's other people out there like y'all <laughs> who, <laughs> who don't hustle. And all I got to do is I'll hustle you. Yep. That's it. That's it. I ain't got to be smarter than you. So I'll hustle. I just got to outwork work them. Oh, I can do that. Oh, that's easy. That, that, that shit That shit come with you mm. You ain't gotta be smart You ain't gotta be boring for that You can out hustle somebody though So From that We'll put a pin in that piece I wanna get through Some of the stuff That we've been watching Just to make sure That we don't We don't miss anything uh, First thing I wanna give uh, A shout out So The uh, the new Ellis The one that paid um, Venus and Serena's mom In there She was from Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country uh, okay. County That's why I, I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out too For the acting job She did in both of those So shout out to that one um, Shout out to uh, Jackson State University I would say Dion, But I don't trust him Shout out to Jackson State University For landing one of the Number one recruits Taking him away from um, the, the Power Five conferences And getting more More of our young athletes To look at HBCUs um, I think that's a dope That's a dope win For it And uh, hopefully Some of the Some of the other coaches That went to HBCUs Will have similar uh, Have similar success As Dion had In his 11-1 season At Jackson State uh, You got Eddie George At Tennessee State um, You have another I think it was Hugh Jackson that's going to I can't believe I don't know if it's Grambling or somebody else he's going to but we have a lot of uh, NFL caliber coaches that are now taking their talents to HBCU because they understand that's where the money is in mm. football 
So if you can get the football money in, that you can fund a lot more things for the school. The schools will be better, um, and then we'll have a place for our culture to thrive. Right. So just shout out. I just want to do a quick shout out on that side. Outside of that, now let's go through looking at some of the stuff that we've been watching. Right. Uh, I'm gonna let you start with The Witcher because you've gotten further in it than I have. Yeah. So yeah, I already finished the season of uh, the second season, The Witcher, on, on Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Uh, shout out. You know, Superman. You, you yeah. With the lace front. Yeah, yeah with the lace front. You know, you got to love shows that just go straight to work. Like The Punisher. Yeah. You got to love shows <laughs> where, yeah, where, where yeah. it come in and it's exactly what you expect it to be like. Yeah. They are going to go straight to work from the beginning, from the first episode to the last episode. Right. And that's what I liked about season one of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Was it wasn't no, like, I got to do a whole lot of build up. Like, it opened up with killing shit. Right. Because that's what his job is. <laughs> it's like is. a whole war. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was really, really good. Um you know, from the aspect of the action that was in it, mm-hmm. you know, the action was decent. You know, you don't never expect it to be just great, right? But it, but it was entertaining. Okay. But from the fact that you you want the show to be what you expect it to be, sometimes. Yeah. If it's going to be something just different from what you expected, you want it to be better. Mm-hmm. You want that twist or that change you want it to, to exceed be something exactly. You want it to exceed. Mm. You know, you don't want to come in and be like, man, what was that? Like the equalizer. Yeah, yeah like the, like the equalizer. It's <laughs> like. Like who did this? Yo, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna get out clean the teeth for man. But, you know, but it's just, it's just <laughs> like, it's like it's gonna set even, it off, man. This ain't even close to like what you expected to be after you watched the movie. It's like yeah. who did this and why? Yeah, yeah. you who know, it's almost this? like you want to slap the shit out of somebody and be like, who did man. this? Who did this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who told you this was a good idea? Did you pay him to tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> but which which was good, you know, it was a okay. good setup for whatever happens next and next season. Which, mm-hmm. which, which, especially with Netflix, which is what you all want to do, yeah. streaming right. service, when you have a show that's specific to that streaming service, mm-hmm. you want to set it up for, for multiple seasons, right? which they did well with. Okay. Is all Piglet, right. All right, is Piglet still your favorite? <coughs> it's what? Yes, we go. We can't hear you back here. Is Piglet still your favorite? It's Piglet. On the, wi- the Witcher. Oh, that was you. I didn't watch Witcher. You know what? I tell you what. This season here... I actually like that first character. I can't remember his name, but that boar dude in this season, if, if for people that hadn't watched it, but in the, in the first one, mm-hmm. I really hate that his character changed so quickly. I really, really liked him as, uh, and this is a spoiler alert, before he gets turned back into a man, I really would have liked to see that play out further into the, uh, I guess, into the series, okay. the way he was before he ended up turning back. All right. And because when he first introduced him, I was thinking all kind of stuff like how it was going to play in later, mm. but none of it worked out like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay. but that was pretty good. I, uh, I think the last, I think the finale of uh, Will of Time comes out today. No, okay. Friday. It comes out Friday, I think. That's also what you've been on. I've been on. Uh, it's one of my, my favorite new shows as far as actually developing characters in the, in the series, in the show. Okay. And it's a, so, it's a slow development enough to where some of the characters, this main characters, you have an idea, but you don't know for sure what mm-hmm. it is. And you may not even know this season. You may not know for sure till next season. Right. But they've built it up slowly enough and the way that they work together and the way the stories are kind of intertwined, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's very interesting. Okay. So, so we got Witcher, we got Will of Time. Um, so a couple others. I want to do a quick shout out. I didn't put it up here. Uh, but shout out to Issa Rae. She's concluding, you know, I think it's season five of Insecure. Um, or as the, the internet calls it, the Battle of the Sexes. Uh, <clears throat> not that much of a fan of this season, mm. of it. it. It seems like you can really tell that they're trying to wrap everything up, which is cool. 
Uh, shout out my favorite character is Condola for all of y'all who are haters in that space. Uh, for you, for those of you who watch Insecure, you know what I mean by that. Um, but it's 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 cool still seeing entire shows about you know young black people doing different things in their lives and and you know it's not all the craziness right you have relationship issues you got um some mental health stuff that that goes on some shit that happens in dating some stuff that we've we've done or seen some stuff mm. isn't there's some funny friends in there that call their friends on shit <laughs> which is which is hilarious um lawrence's friends are hilarious by calling them on his shit said uh <laughs> so and i give you because i know you don't watch it yeah but uh there's two characters main characters lawrence lawrence and Issa, and they broke up Early in the seasons They've all had Different relationships And shit like that And so uh, In one of the episodes This boy was like He's like Well you know There was a party Where everybody was gonna go He's like Hey I ain't going Cause those are her friends And he was like Well shit I thought Y'all was cool You know Y'all broke up And you ain't trying To fight to get her back You know You all sitting On the sidelines Ass nigga <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said what you mean He over there He over there sticking He yeah. over there sticking He, he pushed the buttons He, he, said, oh, he just, he just oh, gives it to oh, him Oh sitting, on a, to oh, sitting him. on the Dock of the Bay Ass nigga yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, that's so, the kind of friends you need real in life. Is, right there. So that's why I pre- that's why I appreciate about the writing of it. Yeah. Is even though it's written by 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 you know, it has Prentice Penny on it, but it's written largely by women, they have enough character development on the on the male side of the male friends yeah. where I can say, Okay, I got a friend that's friend like, like that. that. Yeah. I got a friend that's like that. I've been in a situation where I've been in a barber before and he was late, so I had to go to another barber. Now the barber's got beef because I hopped hop chairs yeah, and yeah. shit like that. So I do appreciate uh, the storyline, some of the stuff they have in there. I do think they get outlandish at times with some of the characters, but it is entertainment. Mm-hmm. But shout out, shout out to her for, for, for turning that show from Awkward Black Girl series on, on uh, YouTube to turn it into this, to all the other deals that she has. So shout out to her and the cast, mm-hmm. Prentice Penny, and all the actors and actresses that come through there. Um, I, I hope to see y'all in more great things. So just giving you a shout out on that space. Uh, yeah. Two more shout outs of shows that are, that are coming out. And then we'll get to uh, Hawkeye and the Mayor of Kingstown because they have mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner in both. Um, Atlanta. I'm waiting on Atlanta comes out. It comes out in the spring next year. Shout out Childish Gambino, Paperboy. I can't wait for the season and what they do uh, with that. And then the next one, which I'm glad you watched now that we both anticipate is Euphoria. Season two. Oh, man. Season two Rue, of Euphoria. Baby. Shout out to Rue. Rue. I, t- I told you it was crazy when I was, yeah. was pumping yeah, it up. You I told said, me. It's, yeah, it was, it was it's, it's, it's wild. A, it's, a, it's a wild show. And I, I've, been waiting for, I've been waiting for Euphoria I, season two to come out. I can't imagine the writing on this season and where it's going to go because the writing on season one was just – this scares me as a parent. Euphoria yeah. scares me as a parent. And, and, and the fact that we know coming up, yeah, there's some people that went through shit like that. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, so it's like it's not far fetched. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't. And that's far-fetched. what's amazing about it. It ain't far fetched. Remember when we had the kid over here? He was telling us about yeah. the shit he was doing in high school, and it's like, bro, you was what? Yeah, that's it's yo. So shout out to Euphoria. If you guys haven't watched it, this will be season two. You can go back and watch season one on HBO Max. Uh, Atlanta, you can watch that on Hulu. The old episodes of it. Yeah, new episodes coming up. I want to get to the to to, to Hawkeye. Because we're going to talk about uh, Jeremy Renner in these spaces, and then we'll talk about maybe talk about Spider Man for a little bit. So oh, I get, before you I throw get, that, also I've been Sir. watching. Uh, shout out to Will Smith. I've been watching the Welcome to Earth on Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, you tell me about that. Uh, and basically, for you guys that don't know what it is or haven't seen it, I've only seen a couple episodes of it. But long story short, uh, Will Smith is is going on these kind of like extreme adventures, going these places, you mm-hmm. know going deep in the ocean and, and volcanoes and it's it's a, it's a it's got a lot of things that you learn from it that you may not have learned because it's produced by national geographic yeah uh it's a lot of statistics it's a lot of information but it's, it's also amazing for me you know it's a lot of things that some people will never be able to do in their life because they can't afford to do so mm-hmm. you know 
then you got somebody like like Will Smith who can afford to do it, but just has never done any of these things. And then yeah. all of a sudden now, whether it was his idea or somebody else's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a bucket list thing. Like yeah. everything there at 50, yeah. I think he had a bucket He's list. He's out thing here after. doing these things that there is no 100% guarantee of your safety. <laughs> you know, take it like, you know, I've been zip lining and, and I've been white water rafting and I've mm. been ocean kayaking. You've been behind the bar at T-Town. And I've, yeah, <laughs> behind the bar at T-Town years ago, back in my day, shout out, you know, to all my Can't people out there. Your safety. Can't guarantee your safety. people out there talking shit and I don't even speak Spanish, you know what I mean? But there's, there's a certain point where your safety is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And and you get out in some instances and some experiences, and it's like, oh, shit, what am I doing out here? Yeah. Like, when you're in a kayak and you got to wave this, like, five feet or six feet, it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. You know? So watching him put himself, even though he's with experts, there's no 100% guarantee that you're going to be safe. Yeah. Anything. When they're shooting lava up that's coming back down. <laughs> It's no guarantee that anybody yeah. can keep it. He even said yeah. it. There's yeah, like, nah, so bro. I got this helmet because mm-hmm. this shoots up and then it cools off and it comes back down. And they mm-hmm. like, yeah. He was like, so this helmet ain't really going to do shit, huh? And they like, no. no. <laughs> and what I like about it is when he's talking sometimes or they're telling him about what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you can see in his face the concern, the real concern about what he's getting ready to get into. Yeah. Because he's like, I've never been camping. I never slept outside. I've never done this. i never done mm-hmm. that, period. But some of the conversations he's having with these experts and they're explaining things to him, you can see in his face that he's like, he's not acting. Some of this is him like actually like, okay. I don't know about this, but yeah. I'm going to do it because I said I'm going to do it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of interesting things about it. Okay. You yeah. said National Geographic? Yes. It's, it's uh, yeah, produced by National Geographic. It's on Disney. It's on Disney. Okay. It's called Welcome to Earth. It's Disney Plus, Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Uh, take that for your holiday uh, and your holiday watching too. That yeah. ought to be something different off the beaten path for you to, for you to take yeah. a shot at. Um. Let's get to I, I want to do Mayor Kingstown And then I get to Hawkeye Because we'll stay in the Marvel Universe from there So there are two things that came out With the actor uh, Jeremy Renner And uh, one is the Mayor Kingstown That I started watching It's on Paramount Plus um, And I, I mentioned this Just because I wanted to see What else Jeremy Renner could do Other than play Hawkeye And some of the stuff he did It's an interesting show uh, Basically it's around him and his brother I won't spoil too much But it's uh, Jeremy Renner's character And his brother and they basically run the operations uh, from the side. They run the operations of what happens in a prison in the city, right? So they make sure that all the there's no gang wars in there. They're in with the uh, corrections officers. They're in with the police officers. It's real. It's real dirty and grimy. Think like Ray Donovan, but Ray Donovan around prisons. Um, and I, I started watching it just just to see. I had Paramount. It was free, so I said, mm-hmm. well, let me let me try one of their shows that's that's specific to them. Um, but it's it's grimier than the the character he plays in Hawkeye because it's more Marvel and Disney. Right. And this one, you know, he 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 get to work a little bit mm. in this one, right? And so it's a you know a, a lot grimier, it's a lot lot darker uh, show to this. Again, it's it's a pointless you know it's it's a pointless movie, a pointless script. You don't see why anybody would ever do that with their life. But I like it because, like you said, they get they get right into it. Yeah, they get right to, to they get right to the shit. Straight to work. There, right. And then and you know and, and I, I won't spoil it too much for you because it. There's something that happens in the show that that's a turn for him. It like mm. pushes him over the edge, and then the, sh- the show takes a, a turn, you know, a different a different right. turn, a different path. So, uh, if you want something to watch and you have Paramount Plus, watch you know watch the Mayor Kingstown. This is action. 
this is grimy. This isn't something for kids. Just FYI, this isn't a children's movie. Uh, but it's a different view of, of, of what happens inside of prisons and outside of prisons and all the politics. And I'm sure it do happen to an extent. Uh, I'm sure some of this stuff is fabricated, but I'm pretty sure some of this stuff goes on. So Mayor Kingstown. Now, Marvel Universe. Let's start mm-hmm. with Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah. Your impressions. You do like the you no, like I, his co-star. I like, yeah, I like the co-star. Uh, pull up, pull um, up that tab so we can see uh, what the young lady's name is. I like one of the things that I that I like about Hawkeye, and just from his, his just from watching Marvel movies mm-hmm. and his interactions with uh with Natasha, you knew it was going to be funny. Yeah, you know, you knew yeah. you knew it was going to have some type of of humor in it. Mm-hmm. But you also knew that because of the character, that the action in it was going to be decent. Yeah, that it was going to have some decent scenes. They have to. You have to have. You can't have that character that does that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And then the action scenes be bad. Yeah. Because, like, you can have a, a movie with Thor, but the action scenes are going to be uh, above and beyond. It's not going to be simple hand-to-hand like a Captain America mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. the character of a Natasha would be or a Hawkeye. Right. So these type of action scenes lead more to the type of action scenes that I enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, right. versus I love the Hawk, but, you know, you're just jumping up on buildings and smashing and throwing cars. People can't do that in real life. Right. So you know that the work... I knew that watching it, it was going to have a humor that I was going to enjoy, and I knew that it was going to have the action that I enjoy. And it's, it's living up to that. Okay. You know, basically. It's, it's, it's what I expected it to be. Okay. Uh, shout out to, uh, uh, was it Natasha's sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's hilarious. A.K.A. Yeah. Mac and Cheese. Yeah, she's hilarious <laughs> in her character in here. Um, I like it. It's a continuation of what she did in, in the Black Widow movie. Yeah. So shout out to her on that one. I, I want to see they're starting to tie. They're starting to tie the shows together. Yeah, which sir. is yeah. Go ahead, I want to spoil it. Go ahead, I want to spoil it. I want to spoil it. I can't wait for it. I want to spoil it. I can't wait. They're starting to. They're starting to because I'm going to get this to get the segue to Spider Man. They're starting to tie all the stories together. So the 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 writers in the Marvel universe are doing a good job. Whether you like the shows or not, they're doing a good job of leaving Easter eggs in each one of these disparate shows, whether it's on Netflix, Disney Plus, or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, the movies, they're they're tying all these things, all these stories together. Precisely. They're bringing in, they're bringing in everybody, right? They're bringing in Daredevil. They're bringing in that time, all this stuff yeah. together in these shows, and I think it's really cool that they can do that because it makes everything more relatable. Yeah. And yeah. it makes people who haven't been introduced to those characters want to go back and watch those watch shows, the older shows to exactly. see what happened. Well, where did this dude come from? It's like, yeah, it's well, like comic that? books, right? Exactly. It's I like, got oh, to go read that comic because yeah, yeah. I didn't know this character and the origin yeah, of the yeah. character. So I got to understand. I got to go watch it. <laughs> I got to go watch it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a really good job at getting everybody hooked into it. So shout out to it. I, I am curious to see if he, if he reverts back to Ronan. By the end, like yeah. I'm curious to see if he, yeah, to if see he if he really put it up. Or I wanna, what yeah, I want to see if something happens that triggers it. And even the way like they 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 made it around Christmas, mm-hmm. and then they released it. Yeah. So that yeah. the finale or whatever, or the the last few shows is coming out right around the same time of year. Like Disney mm-hmm. is is and Marvel is, is very whoever these producers. <laughs> And the way they, they tie these things together are extremely intelligent. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah, this is this is very well calculated. Uh, DC Universe could take take a couple pages out of Marvel's Man. book because Mar- Marvel, is, Marvel is killing y'all. Marvel is kicking that ass. Uh, if you're looking at how all the characters tie in. And look, they're making people care about characters nobody really gives a shit about. Yeah. Nobody cared yeah. about Daredevil. They're making people care about characters that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even look yeah. at. Yeah, never look at them twice. Never look at them twice. And they're tying things together, which is really cool, which is why 
part of me is like, I don't want to see the Morbius thing because it looks cheesy, but then I want to see yeah. it to see how they tie it in with everything else. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, let me see how they tie them into the rest of the universe. Exactly. That's what Even you though it looks cheesy. Yeah. Like, it we, does. Got a, we got a white blade now. Like, yeah, right, but you got you to yeah. figure out, yeah, how it's going to. I got to figure out how it ties. So I, I'll go see Morbius. Because what happens is if you don't watch it, then you watch something that comes out later. And you go miss and something. And it ties something yes. in or something you should have knew and understood, and then you yes. don't, and you lost. Yes. I'm still not watching Eternals. Uh, I, I will go back and watch Eternals because I'm pretty sure I felt that way about Captain Marvel. I had no, I had no desire to go watch Captain Marvel. None. Effort when it came out, but but right. I went and watched it because it ties into other shit just to make sure I had a complete view of the story. Only thing yeah. is, I feel like with Captain Marvel, like not in her own movie, mm-hmm. but in the other movies that she's mm-hmm. been in, I feel like you've seen it all already. With just I, her scenes in those other movies. But just because it was Marvel, I wanted to yeah. make sure. But my thing is. I would have never understood who she was. Yeah. Like, period. Just from watching the other movies. Yeah. You know, when his pages yeah, just go exactly. off, and you know, and it's yeah. paging her, or when she just pop up out of the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. right. it's like, well, who is right. this? You would, know? Would, wouldn't have known without the background. So I, I would yeah. go see The Eternals just because. Now I'm not in a hurry yeah. to see it. And I still think it was horrible. But when it come out, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it just so it ties the stories Yeah, together. I still think it was horrible. Right? Because they, they're going to put some, nu- some nuggets in there, which brings us to Spider-Man, and this is what we'll close out after this. Mm-hmm. Brings us to Spider-Man without, without spoiling the entire movie, uh, but brings us to Spider-Man. I do... I do appreciate some of the nods they gave. They started tying in the multiverse. They started tying in the other variations of people. The, uh, they brought a lot of the villains in, which is really cool. But another thing, which is important at the end of Spider-Man, is if you don't go watch these movies, you don't see the ending credits. Yeah. Yes. Right. Which yeah. then leads you to the other shit. Yeah. So then you're out. You know, the ending credits are important because it tells enough, enough of the story, story for you to anticipate what's coming. For you to anticipate. And real quick before we hit the rest of it, my biggest gripe with Eternals was this. You had too many like class ages actors in it. Yeah. For, for it to the, for the movie like to be that bad. <coughs> like you just had too many just huge names in this movie. This like the first of its um I don't want to say genre but you know, yeah. it's it's Marvel. It was introducing but a new like, set of it's characters. It's introducing though. a whole new set yeah. of characters, a whole new set of heroes that heroes. you you could spin off into their own movies. And yeah, you just, you and it's like, in a sense like Guardians of the Galaxy. No, actually, because that was successful. Really. Movie. You know, what it was more like um, X Men. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more like it's more like the first X Men. Yeah, and it just being horrible. It's yeah. like right. But even the first X Men, like the people you had in X Men, yeah, mm-hmm. back then when it first came out. You kind of knew some of them, some of them you didn't. Right. You know, we didn't know Hugh Jackman for Hugh Jackman back then. Right. Yeah. But this Eternals, you got like Angelina Jolie in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you got, got uh, paper heavy hitters. Uh, what's the Spanish chick name? Uh, Dusty Dawn, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name right Selma now. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got actors in here that people know are great actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. I expected so much more out of the movie. Yeah. And it was just, I didn't, I just, it just... It just was a disappointment mm-hmm. to me when I watched it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, it's. It, I think they they it's not like they shit the bed on on Eternals, and I still think they shit the bed on most of the Marvel, uh, most of the uh, X Men movies, right? The oh, last, X-Men. the last, the last Wolverine <coughs> where you got to really kill shit. We yeah. have a little girl. Okay, oh, I wait on the sequel. Logan. Yeah, then we in. But everything else, it was like. Y'all could have did a lot better with X-Men. Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Oh, They've been trying trash. to get it right for years. And they Autos still trash. haven't just nailed it. Trash. They, still haven't, they still haven't made a good, to me, it was decent, but I didn't believe I didn't believe that dude was ever going to be uh, the Hulk. They still haven't made, to me, a decent Hulk movie. And they, know, they haven't done it with the, the current character. No, they, they haven't. And, and 
I think it's because it's it's hard for them. I think it's hard for Marvel to walk the line with the Hulk between being a superhero and mm-hmm. just being but he wasn't meant to be. He right. wasn't meant yeah. to be a superhero. No. Nah. No, nah, he wasn't. And when you watch the first couple of movies they had with the other guy, mm-hmm. it's like they they went there but they didn't take it all the way there. Right. They still reeled it in because they want you to believe in the character. Yeah. Exactly. You know instead of just letting them loose. You know, and then now, you know, when and that's it, the piece that's missing, right? Exactly. Is is because Hulk, Hulk, Hulk was one of the strongest in in the, in, in the Marvel universe. He's one yeah. of the strongest characters in the Marvel universe, but they haven't let him be that. that. They, no, haven't they, let haven't be, they haven't let him be that. They do it a little bit side. Hulk, Hulk go smash, but <laughs> they haven't let Hulk be Hulk like he was in the comics. Yeah, yeah. it's like a little yeah, exactly. tease. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk was a different Hulk was a different animal in the comics and the villains he faced. You can put Hulk up against Godzilla and King Kong and we can we can make something shake. Like yeah. they should they should do a lot better job developing some and leave some of these other characters out. Because yeah. some of these other characters we just don't give a shit about. Um mm-hmm. so I, I I I'm gonna get your impression. Don't don't spoil it, engineer, but tell us your impression of Spider Man. Uh as much as without telling the story. What did you think about it since you were you were geeked up for it? I really was. It's you got to use some sexy voice though. You got to speak up. Yeah, yeah. Understand him. Understand him. Yeah, he whispering in ears. I'm not. This how you got to talk on the phone in his aunt house. (laughs) (laughs) I am not spoiling it. This is like you say a spoiler free review, and it's just so hard to say what I got to say without spoiling it. But I'm not spoiling. Okay. I loved it, and I loved it for the simple fact that if you've been following it since the Sam Raimi trilogy of the very first Mm Spider-Man one. It's just so amazing to see the progression of what it's become right now. You know, it's it took Spider-Man, this Tom Holland Spider-Man, it took him and I feel like it really gave him an origin story, you know, at the very end right now. So it was just amazing to see it, to see what they did with it. You know, like I say, I can't say specifically what happened, Mm -hmm. but it's just a fantastic sight to see how they made Tom Holland become, I feel like in this movie, Spider-Man finally. You sound like he back there trying to get a date. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying, yeah, to, get like trying to get a date. Um, it's, uh, you know, this fantastic, you know, Tom Holland. <laughs> Did it seem final to you? This to me seemed like it was wrapping it up. Like at least with him being that character. It seemed like we're not going to see another Spider-Man for a while. No, I feel like, you feel like there's it was definitely going to be more. You felt like? I didn't think so. I, I felt... I felt like they were wrapping it up with him as the character. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take a few years off before they reboot. And then they may spin and do some of the multiverse versions. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But I feel like Spider-Man as it is with there. But, you know, they had the, the callback where Venom goes and all that stuff at the end, right? So you got to do that Spider-Man versus Venom like the video game. I oh, get yeah, it. Sure. But I, I just I don't know if it's going to be him because... You said Venom? You don't know if it's going to be Venom? No, I don't know if, if Tom Holland. It's going to be Tom Holland, Tom Holland actually when, oh. they get to it. when they get to it. Because I, it, it takes so long for them to produce it, the movies, to put them out. Yeah. Really I does. don't know if he'll be around in three years or four years when they release and, it. And you they got to do it because it's, saying, it's too yeah. much money you leaving on the table if you don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. It's going to take yeah. four or five years for them to even release that and shit. You know, everybody's right. in, anticipating yeah. Spider-Man versus Venom. That's just too much money for... Yeah. For when you when you in that kind of uh, <coughs> place, that's just too much money to leave on the table to not make it. Yeah, so to we'll not yeah. make that movie. So we'll, it's we'll, only right we'll to see. do it. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They it still w- got to redeem themselves from that Spider Man three introducing Venom and that, and it was just bad. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I did like I did like the uh, the credits. 
at the end of some anticipation that comes out for the credits, man. I, you know, like I said, I won't. I, I can say it because all this shit's on YouTube or whatever it is. <laughs> I won't say details, but yeah. uh, the next Doctor Strange movie is is it looks like it's going to be a lot better. Multiverse. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie is going to be a lot better. I always thought he was. A th- I thought he was a throwaway character. In the mm-hmm. in the first movie, but now it seems like all right, we really gonna get somewhere. He's coming into his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gonna yeah. get somewhere with him. And even like the even when I watch some of the interviews with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. the dude is funny. Oh yeah. Like if you ever sit down, like just watch YouTube and watch somebody, it's kind of like he's not as funny as like a Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. you know. But when you just watch interviews with him, the kid is entertaining just talking when they just talking to him. Yeah. He's pretty funny, and he it looks like he's gonna have a long career just because his attitude and just because he's funny with shit. Yeah. And Definitely. he's you know, you know he's with Zendaya, so that's yeah. that's a win early. <laughs> that's in your always career. a plus. Man. You got to win for life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that 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 being the space. The reason why I'm, I'm kind of questioning whether or not it's going to be him is he's going to take the fame he has now. And I know as an actor, he's going to want to do other shit. Yeah. He's going to want to do other roles to capitalize on this. It, it's yeah. only right. Yeah, sometimes you those other roles are like, I'm going to go do this and then I'm not coming back. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not coming back. So right. we'll see. It's a question of what kind we'll of see. deal he got yeah. with Marvel. Yeah, even Robert know. Downey Jr. was like, I'm out. Because you know how they are mm-hmm. with, with Marvel. Marvel will yeah. sign you for like five movies. Yeah, they'll sign you for five. And you know, or three movies or something. So you never know. You never know. And so we'll... We'll see. I'm interested to see, you know, how everything goes. But they tremendous, tremendous job for, for Marvel in the universe for tying things together. Um, I thought it was decent. I didn't have high expectations for Spider Man, uh, but this this did. You know, this met the bar. I was there. I was entertained the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them yeah, for that. Step your game up, DC. Step yeah, your game DC, up. DC, step your game up, bro. <laughs> yes. Y'all got the animation side on lock. But yeah. like you say, as far as the movies, y'all definitely got to do much better. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, you look you at Black Widow versus uh, Wonder Woman. Oh. Oh, black! Oh, black! You know Widow what I mean? Kitty. It's like, come on, you gotta do better than that. No, DC. Black Widow. Kitty. And look, 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 look! I'm gonna tell y'all this. I know, I know. As a, as a, as a, as a woman by herself, people are infatuated with Wonder Woman. What's her name? I, I don't know. Gail Gadot. Gail Gadot. Yeah. People are infatuated with Gail Gadot. And me but, too, but it don't have nothing to do with Wonder Woman. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It don't have nothing to do with Wonder Woman. Yo, if y'all don't get somebody as Wonder Woman in the future that's done a squat in her life, that has some <laughs> yeah. sort of thigh or muscle on her, y'all can miss me with this bullshit, bro. She is way too small. But you know to what? Though, I Wonder think Wonder that's that's I think that's because of the historical view. It is. Of of Wonder Woman. It is. And I think that's why they, they kept it that way. So I'd be putting on more like you with muscles. Yeah. But I'm just saying it don't have nothing to do with Wonder Woman. Y'all know. I know. Look, she could be in every spy movie in a ball gown and heels, and that's bad. But when you start showing and throwing the thighs off and you a superhero, you got to look like a superhero, yo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> look like a superhero <laughs> in some form of fashion. We can't keep putting these people in muscle suits. How we go get some fucking muscles? That go for the men, too. Keep putting these motherfuckers in muscle suits. Give them some goddamn muscles. Like, do something. train Make them for look the like role. Something. You remember Hulk? You, yeah. you remember the reason? Hey, you go get, go get some muscles. Yeah, yeah. We'll go paint you green. Yeah, yeah. Go do some work. <laughs> yeah, we'll paint you green. <laughs> talking about Lou Frigno. <laughs> yeah. We'll paint you green. Go get some muscles. Shout out Lou. Yeah, man. Shout out yeah. to Lou. Shout out to people who have to look a certain way before you got to, you yeah. know, when, when C- CGI wasn't around. Yeah. We just have to throw some green paint yeah. on you. And you have to look like a superhero, man. Shout out to those folks. So that's it. We're going to wrap up. This holiday episode of Whiskey Therapy Podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll push this out ASAP to you guys. Thank you guys as always. Uh, like us, rate us, review us, follow us. More importantly, share us with a friend. Share us with a yeah. friend, share us with family. Uh, don't worry about it being weird. It's weird for us anyway. My parents listen to the podcast, so my aunt. So yeah. it is what it is. We get weird. Guys, and now, be, be safe out there yeah, for the holidays. Yeah, the engineers on here, man. Turn, turn, you know, turn your people onto it. Some of you on a, you on a podcast, bro. They can listen to your, your point of view now. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, everybody have a safe. Safe holiday. Man. Don't get in no trouble. Stay out the streets if you can. <coughs> Stay away from dancing ass on Marion. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm a Rosa. <laughs> And Omega That's so messed five. up how they threw his name yeah. into yeah. it. Like and that. Omega Sci Fi, yeah, stay away from everybody. Stay out away there from with the old, super COVID. Everybody out there with an old, stay away from Stay safe, keep your family safe, love your family, hug your family. We out, man. We'll see you podcast, baby. Yeah. Yeah, love is love.